The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so one of the stories that we thought we'd take a closer look at for our thinking point this morning is the announcement made by last week by the Cocteau Minister, Dr. Nkosazana Tlaminizuma. She announced that nearly 300 public servants have been serving as councillors within municipal councils. However, these public servants have not reported their council work or any other monies that they may be receiving as a result of this particular work. Kirtley Stevens is with the Dula Oma Institute, joins us now. Kirtley, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Good morning, Cathy, and good morning to your listeners. Thanks for having me. One of the biggest problems, of course, that is that this is a blatant disregard of the Public Service Act. Yes, yes, definitely, Cathy. Uh, just for, as a start, so... The right to vote in South Africa is, as you know, is one of the cornerstones of our democracy. And attached to the right to vote includes the right to participate in elections and to stand as a candidate for for, for an an election, whether at the national level or provincial or at the local level. So from the get-go, there's no absolute prohibition against public servants standing in as um, Um, candidates for elections, whether at the national or at the provincial level. However, as you correctly indicate, that there are certain rules and procedures that a public servant, whether they are employed in the public or in the national level, the provincial level, as well as local level, that they need to comply with. And there are two regimes over here. The one regime applies to local government, so public servants employed at the municipal level, and then you get a set of legal rules legal rules that also apply to national and provincial officials. And the report released by the minister or or, or the the, the minister for COCTA relates to issues that takes place at the national and the provincial level. So, and and this is not a new phenomenon that's going on at, 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 at all the three spheres of government. What is the greatest risk that this issue poses to governance because these are public servants that have full-time jobs and full-time responsibilities as public servants but also the work of being a counselor is not an easy job at least if you're doing it to the best of your ability yes definitely Kathy. i i think the the, the first issue obviously is is the fact that what so so this is the, the 2011 or, or the new um, Systems Amendment Act that came out, which tried to, in a way, insulate the political arm of government at the local government level from the administration. So what we are seeing is that often individuals are appointed and they use their positions within the public sector to advance certain political interests, interests of political parties. And, and this often prejudice service delivery because individuals are being appointed that are not competent. Um, and they are appointed not following legal rules because the law is quite clear as to who can be appointed and what standards or qualifications the person needs to meet. But in most instances, we see that officials are appointed on, on a political ticket and not with reference to legal requirements and that. So, and this has a big implications for service delivery as we see the state of local government today. 
there is of course also something that it tells us about the state of leadership especially the enforcement of some of these rules because the law clearly says that if somebody is planning on actually contesting they need to resign from their position as 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 a full-time public servant but the fact that many people are not resigning nor are they declaring their positions says that there's just a disregard for for what the legal requirements are yes definitely Cathy. so so basically if you want to stand for an election as a public servant the law is quite clear the law states that you need to obtain a written authorization from your from your department head but you also need to obtain a candidacy certificate from the IEC. And only once you've got all of these requirements, then you may campaign and stand in for an election. But at the same time, you also need to be placed on annual leave. Right? So for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the period that you are campaigning, you are on annual leave. And once you are elected, the law then states that you must automatically resign. Right? And failure to do so, as the rules indicate, constitute misconduct, both at the local government level, but also at the national and the provincial government level. Like in this instance, the Public Service Act, clearly in terms of Section 20, stipulates that if you fail to comply with the regulations which govern the public service regulations issued in 2016, if you fail to comply with those set of regulations, then that constitutes misconduct. So the issue here, Cathy, which I can point out is that there is no oversight and enforcement mechanism. For example, municipalities are the enforcers of their own set of rules. So the IEC has no role to play in this. And I put forward the argument that the IEC needs to come on board when it comes to the monitoring of the enforcement of these set of regulations. What about the responsibilities on the parties to ensure that, you know, their members who are standing for positions of councillorship are actually in, in good standing? Yes, Cathy, that's that's definitely speaks to, like you indicated, it speaks to, to the issue of leadership because we have this tendency to address all our problems via legal rules. And as you know, rules cannot cover everything. You know, and, and in this instance, the law is very clear as to what should happen in the event where there's a breach of the set of regulations. And, and, and political parties definitely has a role to play there. But as you indicated, and as it is this big, big issue of career deployment, is there really a political will to address this issue? Um, and, and that is another debate. That is another debate, definitely. The annual leave that they would apply for that they would apply for quickly is that paid leave. So, so basically, if you have annual leave, right, then you can take up your annual leave. But if your your days of annual leave is up, basically, then that will qualify as unpaid leave. So that's what the well, that's what the law states. But as it stands, of course, then you have this big problem. Either way, something is suffering, right? Either the work that is being done within the council or the work that is being done within the departments where these workers are supposed to be serving as full-time employees. Kirtley Stevens is with the Dula Oma Institute. Let me thank you for your time this morning. And, and the big issue 
coming out of the fact that you have these uh, civil servants that are doubling up as councillors is will there be enforcement? Will there be enforcement of what the law says? So will these employees either step down from their positions, either as councillors or as public servants, and in the absence of doing that, will they be encouraged to actually get rid of them? Kirtley talks about the fact that ultimately it is about the interests of political parties. So if there's no interest from the political parties to do it, what is the likelihood that it will indeed happen. And at the end of the day, it continues to be service delivery that suffers. All right, I'm back with your calls, 086-000-2032. That's the number to dial this morning. On the WhatsApp line, 614 It's 9.30, time for your news.